This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're a service provider like a social media manager, graphic designer, or an online educator or a coach, having testimonials definitely can't hurt. They can help you increase the quality of leads that come into your website and increase the number of sales that you make. I pulled my Instagram audience today to see if they agreed with me and 89% of people who took the poll said they agreed that testimonials influence their hiring or purchasing decisions. We should definitely be requesting them, but there's some nuance to it. You know, it can feel really weird, especially those of us who are maybe a little bit more shy or a little bit newer in the freelancing game. So let's talk about my do's and don'ts for getting testimonials as a freelancer. And in case you're new here, hello, my name's Latasha, and this is my podcast, the Freelance Friday Podcast. For those who have been around for a while, check out the new cover art. I realized it's been several years and I still had this old grainy podcast cover art, so decided to freshen things up. I hope you like it. Let's hop in. By the way, if you're free next week, I would love to invite you to a live class with me. It's all about getting your freelance business booked out for the new year, which I know feels like it's a little early for me to be talking about that, but let's be honest, the holidays are right around the corner and I am definitely thinking about Q1 2024 and I want to make sure that you feel prepared as well. So this is a totally free live interactive call. I would love to see you there. I'm going to leave the link in the show notes for you if you want to come. Okay. So my first do for testimonials is just to make requesting them a part of your standard process. Assuming we do a good job for our client, which hopefully is all of our clients, we should be requesting a testimonial from pretty much all of our clients. And it shouldn't feel weird if we're used to doing it, right? If we have just a standard process built up, it doesn't need to feel weird. So let me explain for me, when I work with a client, I use HoneyBook primarily to book the client, to send over the contract, to get the invoice all sorted out. I have plenty of videos on my YouTube channel about HoneyBook and I'll of course leave a HoneyBook link for you in the show notes as well. But that's what I use to kind of get everybody onboarded. Now, I also use that tool to get people offboarded. So once we're finished with a project, just like I send through an onboarding kind of flow that has a questionnaire and all kinds of things like that, I send through an offboarding questionnaire as well. The cool thing about HoneyBook is this is actually automatic. It automatically kind of cues up my next step 
in the workflow. So I don't need to think too hard about it. And therefore I can't really second guess it too much. It's not like my finger is just hovering over the send button for that big, scary email. It's kind of just already what I do. Now, another thing about making it a part of the process is I don't actually position it as, Hey, could you write me a testimonial? Because that does sound a little self-serving, right? And don't get me wrong. Like there's nothing wrong with asking for what you, what you deserve and celebrating your hard work. But I like to position it as, Hey, I really enjoyed working with you. I would love your feedback on the process. And from there, I send over the questionnaire that asks their genuine feedback. Hey, what did you like about working together? What didn't you like? Is there anything that you'd like to see more of less of? And then the last question says, you know, all of your previous responses are private. They're just for me to improve the service. However, if you would like to leave a testimonial here, I would greatly appreciate it. Use the space and I'll be able to put it on my website, socials, etc. So adding that acknowledgement of where it's going to go and uh, also just making it customer centric, you know, showing that you really want this feedback because you want to improve the service for future clients, not because you're doing it just to be self-serving, even though of course, yes, that is a part of it. Okay. Next do is not going to be surprising to anybody who's been tuning in for a while, but do get a testimonial on video if you can. Now, this is not always possible. Not everybody is comfortable on video and we have to be okay with that. We have to understand that. However, I have done a couple of things over the years that has made this a lot easier, and a lot more likely to be completed. So first things first, I think it's so much easier to just get on a call with somebody who is maybe a little bit more shy, a little bit more reserved, not super comfortable on video. So actually for my social media management accelerator program, my past operations manager and I actually came up with a system for the first round that was very, very intense. The reason it was so intense was because that first round of the program was actually positioned as a beta round. It was a new idea I had. Not very many people were doing programs similar to that. And I just wanted to test it out, see if there was demand for it, see if people liked it, see if I was pricing it appropriately, all of that stuff. I let people know when I launched the program, this is a beta program. The price for this program will never be this low again in exchange for, you know, the great deal, I will be asking for your feedback on the program. Now, of course I can't like force them to write me a nice testimonial or be on video. Again, I genuinely wanted the feedback so I could improve, which I do every time, every round, I improve it time and time again, but people were kind of prepared. They knew that I was going to be asking for it. They didn't necessarily have to give it, but they knew that I was going to be asking for it. And what we did at the end of that course was my operations manager, she actually dedicated like a week or two of her time to getting on Zoom calls with our students. And we had a list of pre-written questions that we wanted to ask again for feedback's sake. So some of it was not testimonial worthy. You know, some of it was, was constructive criticism. We use the, what is it called? I got to Google it every time. Van Westendorp pricing model, kind of that, that model of surveying. So essentially you're asking like open-ended questions of your students, as opposed to saying, well, you know, how much do you think this course should cost? We say things like at what price would you consider the product to be so expensive that you wouldn't consider buying it? 
at what point would you consider it priced too low to be considered cheap and things like that. So using those open-ended questions as opposed to just like, did you like the course? Is it expensive? Is it cheap? That kind of thing. And then same thing as with the questionnaire, while my operations manager was on a call asking for that feedback, she was recording and then she just said, Hey, if you want to leave a note for Latasha, thank you. A testimonial that we can use on the landing page, say it here. If not have a nice day. And most people recorded a testimonial. And so that was a really easy way to get high quality video testimonials. They felt really natural and they were honest and they were from the heart. But at the same time, we weren't expecting our students to record something themselves and edit it. And, you know, and I just think when you ask people to do that, who are not video people, right? If you're a video educator or something like that, maybe you'll have a much easier time with this. But for folks who are not used to being on video all the time, it can be really overwhelming. We can second guess it. Oh, wait, do I look okay? Is my hair okay? Is my outfit good? Is the lighting all right? And we don't want our, our clients to feel that way. So make it really easy for them. And my last do is that you do always want to say thank you. Keeping your customers happy, your clients happy, it should always be our top priority as freelancers, really and truly. It's what gets us return clients and referrals and, you know, more happy testimonials and all of that stuff. Now, I do not bribe for testimonials, so I don't tell people, hey, write me a testimonial and I'll send you some goodies because I just find that unethical. I don't even know if it's legal seems unethical at, at least, right? So I don't do that. I never ask for anything. The, the most I'll say is, hey, if you'd like to be featured on the website, because that's just a fact, like that's, that's what's gonna happen, I will say that. However, you all know that I love to surprise and delight. So often, not always, but often, I will send a little thank you, whether that is something as small as a note, just acknowledging, hey, thank you so much for taking the time. I've really enjoyed getting to know you. I really enjoyed working with you, whatever, you know, just respond in a personal human way. Or sometimes I'll even take it a step further and send through like a little gift card, nothing crazy, just, you know, five, 10 bucks to Starbucks or something like that. Hey, enjoy a coffee on me. I really appreciated that. Those little things can go such a long way for you. And again, you don't want to promise it at the outset and make it like bribery, but just thanking on the back end can be a really nice way to brighten someone's day and keep your customers close and, and wanting to continue working with you. Okay. Let's get into the don'ts. This one is potentially a hot take, but my thought is that you should not ask for a testimonial too soon. Or as I like to say, no kissing on the first date, okay? We really have to be realistic here about when your client can actually see results from whatever it is that you were hired to do. I've been asked by freelancers for testimonials after working together for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, even is pretty early for me to really know like, our working style or communication style together. And of course, the results that they're able to get me depending on what it is that I hire them for. Now, of course, this is a little bit different if it is, uh, let's say, a deliverable project. So I asked somebody to edit a quick video for me. Well, they can ask for a testimonial as soon as they've completed the video. That might be a day or two days or five days. But if it's any type of ongoing sort of retainer work, like social media management or consulting or anything like that, my advice is to give it a little bit of time. 
Wait until there is a big win that you experience. Let's say you do PR and your client has been wanting to get in vogue or something like that. Wait until you get there or at least a, a similar win. You hit a similar target for them. This doesn't have to be forever. It does not need to be a year, two years, anything like that but giving it a good amount of time to where you have developed a relationship just increases the likelihood that they're going to say yes. And also that they are going to say something meaningful because you don't just want a testimonial. I mean, it's better than nothing. Don't get me wrong, but you probably don't want a testimonial that's just like Latasha was awesome. Loved working with her. Very professional. I mean, could be worse, right? There could be worse things to, to complain about, but I personally would much rather have a testimonial that said Latasha increased our conversion rates by 50% and, you know, she increased our revenue by $200,000. Like, I don't know. I would rather have some stats, some figures, some examples, some specific things about me rather than just, she's awesome. I just kind of met the girl, but she's really cool, you know? So wait until there has been a win or something to show for some type of a relationship that has been built. Next thing is also a little spicy, but you want to, it, it shouldn't be spicy. This should, in my opinion, be common, common knowledge, but you don't want to publish anything without express consent. You first of all, definitely want to check the rules, laws, regulations of wherever it is you live. I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to give legal advice here, but we can, we can assume it's in our best interest. Again, at the very least, it's unethical to use somebody's words that they haven't expressly consented to being used to promote your business. So from a legal standpoint, could be a little iffy. From an ethical standpoint, definitely. And from a selfish standpoint, you do not want to say something that your client didn't actually say or post something that was written in private or semi-private and have that cost you the relationship with the client. This actually happened to me um, a while ago and it really hurt my feelings. And I know that maybe sounds a little silly. I get it. It's business. It's not, you know, get your feelings out of it, but it did. It hurt my feelings because it felt like I was being taken advantage of a little or like some trust was broken there. And it really just felt like this person was more interested in what they could get out of me than what we could do together in our working relationship. And again, I get it, like business, a little selfish, right? We're all kind of in it for ourselves, at least to some some degree, like let's be re reality here. But there is still a way to do it that doesn't step on toes, that doesn't ruffle feathers, and that ultimately doesn't cost you relationships. So just ask if somebody tags you in something, if somebody writes something nice about you, if somebody writes a really nice email, I just got one recently, actually, I just loved it so much. It just made me smile. He was just a wonderful person. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I use this paragraph that you just wrote? As a testimonial, I can either black your name out or I can put your name if you prefer. Let me know. And he said, of course, like most of the time people are going to say yes. And so just do your due diligence and ask. And ideally, again, not legal advice, but I always like to make sure there's some type of a form or some kind of paper trail for that consent. I also do like to let people know where it's going to be published. I like to say this testimonial may be used across social media, my website, newsletter, etc. Because I think sometimes people think testimonials are just going to be, you know, maybe written on like a Facebook page or a website, but 
if you want to use it on social media or anywhere else, I just like to give people a heads up, especially if their faces are going to be with it. Ask for what, what picture you can use. That's also a part of consent is making sure that you are, you know, getting all that stuff approved and cleared with them. And with that said, not everyone's going to say yes. And I don't want you to give up after one ask. And I also don't want you to be salty or mad if somebody says no. Now I get it. I've been there. I've been like, okay, that person just completely ignored my email. Um, whatever. Thought I did a lot of hard work for them, but maybe I'm alone in that thought. But you have to understand that not everybody will be comfortable with writing or posing or recording, you know, a testimonial for you. And that's okay. There are so many reasons why they might not be okay with that. And you can rack your brain and think about it if you want to, or you can just accept that one, you know, people don't owe us anything technically. If they've paid us, that's, that's the value exchange there. So this is really a next level extra thing. But also there could be a million reasons why somebody doesn't want to do it. I actually had a client who I never asked her for a testimonial because she she was a coaching client and she had a very um, jealous, creepy kind of ex. And so she was very, very careful about anything she put on the Internet with her name, her picture, anything like that. And so I didn't even ask. I didn't even want to put her in a weird position where she felt like she owed me something and maybe she would compromise, you know, her, her values or, or what she was comfortable with just to make me happy. So I didn't ask. I had another, a freelancer that worked for me for a very short period of time and just helped me with some copywriting stuff. Very, very small amount, but I'm really glad he never asked me for a testimonial because I found out that he was a part of like this, he was a part of this group that was kind of like a hate group against women. Like I, I did not know this, right? Obviously I didn't know this when I hired him. I don't look at people's personal, you know, whatever, but I was like, wow, I'm really glad I didn't write a testimonial for this person because that could look really bad on reflect poorly on me. Because at the end of the day, if somebody found out that he worked with me and he was in this weird group, like that could potentially reflect poorly on me, right? I know these are kind of extreme situations, but we don't know what our clients are going through. So we just have to acknowledge that there could be a million reasons why somebody doesn't want to write you a testimonial. I have found that when I do really good work and I genuinely want to help my clients, they often will offer it up. They'll often say like, Hey, is there anything I can do to help your business? And I'll be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, actually forgot to ask. Could you, could you do this testimonial? Uh, and yeah, I, they're usually pretty proactive about it. I don't have to kind of fight for it. If I'm really doing my job, if I'm really proud of my work and the reverse is true, I am always happy to proactively write testimonials, record testimonials for freelancers who do a great job and are just a joy to work with. So keep that in mind. At the end of the day, it's never a bad idea to put your customer first do your job well, and hopefully good things will come in return. All right. Let me know in the comments if you have anything to add on this topic. If you have any questions about testimonials or social proof in general, you can of course subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. And I think that's all I got for you today. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you in the next one.